What it do? What it do? It's your boy Big J. Um, Big J go brazy. <laughs> you already know what it do. Um, I got my boy Kyle Edwards. You know, um, you know, like what's your PS4 name? Uh, uh, K Glizzy or <laughs> K? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, okay, so it's, it's oh, Kaisy Gamer. Oh, Kaisy. <laughs> yeah, because that was, that was like a nickname that, you know, my uncles and stuff gave me as a kid. So I just kind of used that. Gotcha. Yeah, man. Well, I got my boy, you uh, said, like, Kyle Edwards in the building. Man, how you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. Very, you know, got some interesting topics to talk about. But, you know, in sports world, a lot going on. And, I've just been excited to kind of, you know, catch some different things, whether it's NBA, college basketball, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, good time. Yeah, I know we got the um, like the holidays around the corner, with Christmas around the corner. Do you have anything on your on your wish list for for Christmas? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've kind of been past all that, you know, looking for gifts and all that. You know, I just, you know, chill with family and you know, call it a day. I do want. I do want to. With two things, I want. Like Dylan said, this new Xbox controller, um, which is like um, has like a battery pack. Cause I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of using like batteries. Um, mm-hmm. Cause my cousin recommended me get this battery like charger that you plug into the yeah. wall. Um, I'm tired of switching out batteries. So he said to get this um, controller on Amazon. It's like maybe like a, a buck, like a hundred dollars maybe. And then I want a webcam um, for my Xbox. So when I go like, on Twitch, I can like from a streaming that so i want just two things not, not really too complicated but uh hopefully i, I get those things but I, I definitely see like me being a streamer and like me being playing games i feel like um when, when i'm playing games i, I mean people want to see the a name to the fa- or a face to the name so i feel like you know um instead of just using audio rather just get a get a get a camera get a webcam so hopefully it's yeah, not me I, this, this christmas so I understand that Xbox life because I, I mean you yeah, I you just, know I like PlayStation, but I yeah I had a 360. Uh, I actually have an Xbox One. It's just that I kind of I mainly got it for like Halo, but the last the last Halo was you know right right wasn't really that good at least to me. But you know I have been more of a PlayStation Nintendo kid, so yeah. Well, I do I understand what Xbox people go through. Um, okay, we got a couple comments. Key, what's going on, Key? Uh, what's up, guys? How you doing? How you doing? Uh, Key's from this is um, so the JJ Sports Talk is not part of the Sports Empire Network. Um, but Key is a you know, I would say the mastermind um, of Sports Network. You know, the Big Three podcast would not be the Big Three podcast without Key and like you know, Freddie. Um, but uh, Key also said that. You messing out? What do you mean messing out? You mean on I mean, Xbox about your or controller? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's just saying about you better get them orange batteries. It will charge. Orange battery? What orange batteries? Anyways, we'll talk about that. I never <laughs> heard of orange batteries, but um, yeah. Thank you, Keith, for you know commenting. Keep on commenting, you know. Um, so, I guess the first topic, um, the whole Britney Griner. Um, uh, news. Um, so there was, you know, a couple months, like what, 10 months ago, nine months ago, there was news that she was playing overseas basketball. Um, and then, but she got caught with a little, like, you know, um, 
I got a pen, um, a vape pen, um, and Russian authorities uh, caught her, I guess, through TSA, um, I guess, and, you know, d- d- detected it and detained her. Um, I know they've been going back and forth and the um, le- with legal issues about, you know, what, how can she get released and what matter can she get released? Uh, before I give my thought, I just want to hear your thoughts. I know before off camera, you said there's a, lot, there's a lot of views going on that, that you've seen, you know, some saying that, hey, she, people are happy that she's back home. Some saying she, she, she deserves what she got. Some saying that, hey, um, um, there are people incarcerated for, for weed and, and stuff and still in jail and not being released, but she's getting released. Um, so yeah, just tell me what you're going like. Tell me what's going on, man. Before right, I so, go into, no, I, I understand. You know, I am a big sports fan, but I do pay attention to you know a lot of political type stuff because I do find it kind of interesting the the world that we're in right now. You know, you can basically tie everything down to political affiliation for the most part, and they will basically turn every little story into like this side of the aisle versus that side of the aisle. So, you know, Brittany Griner, she's been playing in Russia for a few years. So I'm sure she probably understands what the rules are, whatever, you know, the whole vape pen thing, I guess that CBD oil in it or whatever. I guess it broke some rule over there. I don't know. Never been to Russia. Don't know much about, you know, how they govern themselves, but it was clear that it was just kind of, you know, this is, I guess, is right before the whole Russia-Ukraine situation. So Russia on the world stage was looked at as, you know, not in the most favorable light. And she kind of just fell victim to circumstance where, you know, her being American, Russia wanted to prove some point or whatever, she got detained. I'm not saying that she shouldn't have been detained or gotten some trouble for it because if it broke a rule over there fine but I guess the sentencing she got made it seem like she was probably like a drug smuggler or something and it's like it's just a vape pen so I understand where people were you know crying out for her to come back because you know it didn't make sense for her to spend nine years for a vape pen that just sounds crazy and, and then your point about, you know, people over here in jail for marijuana charges and all that. So I think basically you know, President Biden has said something like he wants those sentences to kind of be done, like done with and release the people. And now it's like state level whether they want to do it or not. So I think the president understands that you know, in this world where we're understanding the I guess medical reasons with marijuana and all that kind of stuff. I feel like he wants to see that type of thing not be a thing anymore where people are thrown in jail for simple possession or whatever. But I guess that's not really the point. But now you're looking at it where one side, which I guess you could say is probably more aligned with the former president, is trying to treat Brittany Griner like she's this like hardened criminal who hates America, why would you bring her back? And it's just like, that whole thing leads down to, you know, the Kaepernick and the kneeling. We saw how that went. 
on one side said Kaepernick was un-American. The other side was like, it's actually American of him to stand up for human rights peacefully just kneeling. So every little thing becomes political, which is one of the major issues with the world where it's like, why can't you just be happy that she's out of the conditions over there and she's back home? Leave it at that. We don't need to hear about, oh, this guy should have gotten out before her, where the other guy, he's over there for larceny, espionage, honorably discharged from the Marines. It's like, that's way more serious than a vape pen. And, you know, people, I mean, I think, you know, I guess you saw the show probably yesterday on the Sports Empire Network in three shots. Where they kind of went through this and they had they had a great point. Like, most of us wouldn't have known the Marines' name until Brittany Griner got released. Right. That guy's I think, I think, I think his name was tossed around, like, in, like, the, like, I think I heard that name Victor before, and, like, because they were trying to see who. I'm talking should... about the Marine who's over there, the Paul Whalen guy. Uh, Oh, oh the yeah, that, okay, okay. Now Brittany's been released. Now he's like, everybody's uh, talking about him. Bring him over, and you know Biden has talked about that as well. He said he's been negotiating for Whalen as well. If he could, he would have done Whalen and Brittany Griner to get them out together. Russia was like, no, we're willing to negotiate Brittany. That's it. For them, Whalen is much is a much bigger deal. So it'd probably take a you know, a whole lot more to get him out. And I feel like with Biden, as well as Brittany's wife, who's been, you know, going around talking about bring Brittany home, you know, WNBA support, NBA support for her as well. I feel like Biden saw an opportunity and took it. Yes, we could talk about the guy who's going back. He's pretty bad individual, but that's kind of how it works in this political world where it's like Russia wasn't going to give her away for nothing. So that's kind of where I am with it. It's like, be happy that she's back here. Leave it at that. I don't need to see, you know, these clips on TikTok or whatever of her like missing dunks and people talking about this is who we brought back. It's like, why do we need to do that? Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit every every point, and like my like I said, like off 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 air, like um before we went on the show, I was saying how like um I don't know, like I do I I'm hundred percent happy that he's home, you know, perfect time before the holidays, you know, be with family, uh, her her wife, um, I don't know if she has any kids, I'm not sure, but yeah. family kids, mm-hmm. um, I'm happy about that. Um, so let get that out of the way. I'm excited. Um. But just the fact that I find it p- peculiar that this all like transpired during the Ukraine and Russian wars, where it wasn't really a good time to make this kind of like you know news splash. Um, obviously, Russia. Um, people can say a lot about Russia. You know, Putin can do it. Does what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to mess with him. And he's, people are saying like Russia was using us really as a pawn and like a big chess game. Um, Like you said, um, Putin and Russia weren't gonna just give away anything, um, you know? And, but then there's some 
things where people say that, okay, well, maybe she knew what she was doing. She had a date pin. But then again, maybe she didn't know the Russian laws. Um, and I, mean, I thought when they went to court um, in Russia, like when they sent when they sent this her, like I thought she was gonna go away. I, I I thought the whole trade deal was the whole trade exchange was was off um, the off the table. Um, but now that's then that's why I was like, kind of like surprised that they they got it done because but obviously the USA and Biden. I mean, if they didn't they, they didn't get it done, then Biden knowing that I mean I know this this sports show, but knowing that. You know, if this didn't get done, and knowing that the elections are in twenty twenty four, that could deter or de- detour his. You know, oh, <laughs> I mean, it could have. I mean, a little bit, like, but I just didn't like, you know, it, it to come down to this. It shouldn't have to come down to a prisoner swap. Um, and like, like you said, I what like. His name, his his nickname is like Master of Destruction or something like that, or him, Master of Death or something like yeah, that. They call him the Merchant of Death. Merchant he of was, Death. He was on a twenty-five year sentence. He served fifteen years of it already. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, his past is like crazy. He yeah, like, I mean, sells weapons to like both sides of a conflict just to you know make money, of course. And yeah, war is good business for him, basically. I think. Um, so I think. Uh, her legal team uh, said that she, I think they're right now they're in San Antonio. I think um, I think she did was you know was on she back, was back on the court you know practicing. But mm-hmm. their legal team said that she might come out with a statement this week, possibly you know on her side. Um, but they had no plans of as of right now to get back into WMEA, which obviously is understandable because you know she's. I mean, she's been in Russia, you know, for 10 months, you know, kind of being like locked up and, and like, like I said, we both are not Russian or from Russia. So we don't know the experience of like the Russian prisons there. So like, but I've heard that, you know, they're crucial, harsh, you know, labor. Some, I mean, some prisons are like, you know, harsh labor, harsh work. Um, they treat their prisoners like crap. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that she's, She's back home in the USA. Um, I think I feel like everyone is uh, to see her back because I know the well, w, w the W. Well, I'm saying like in the WNBA community and like you know the yeah. sports you know world. Um, yeah. But I just I just didn't like the way that things went down with the trade and the the, the swap. Just because you said like, yeah, just one one pin shouldn't you know deteriorate a person's career rather than a person who's like he's a merchant who's been who's a criminal really um so we were just kind of like this is russia and we were in the russia's hands like they really they really had you know the upper hand on us because they didn't really have to release well, pretty grander average that's true but i think in a case like this you, you might just have to take the L on it only because I feel like the fear was with the whole Russia Ukraine thing. You've seen how crazy that's gotten. And the fact that it's still going on several months right. now is even crazier. I kind of think probably on Brittany's wife's behalf, she's probably worried, you know, what an unhinged Putin, what it could be like in jail for Brittany in the coming months under a guy who seems like he's getting more and more 
extreme. And that's probably where the worry was. I mean, we've already mm-hmm. seen, uh, I heard this yesterday. I didn't even know that she had to like cut her locks off. Yeah. Like, she had like a short story. It's like, yeah. because of the freezing temperatures over there, she cut her hair off. And I was like, I mean, I'm pretty sure she didn't want to have to go through many more months of conditions like that. Uh, they interviewed the guy who was on the plane when she was coming back. And, uh, I think he was talking about how, when she got on the board, when she boarded the plane, she was like the nicest person. He showed her to her seat and he was like, you know, I'll give you some time. You just went through a bunch. And she was like, no, I've been in there for several months now by myself. I want to talk. And the guy was like, she went like up to everybody on the plane, talked to them about whatever, introduced herself, got to know people. He was like, she was like the nicest person. And I feel like that is good to hear because it could have been yeah, very I mean, easy. I, like she gets no. on the plane, freaks out, doesn't oh, know yeah. what to do. At least we see that, you know, Russia didn't like completely break her down. I mean, when we talk about mental health, person, like when we talk about mental health, yeah, like how like, you know, we all know well we don't we we both don't know, but um I mean like the incarceration, you know, here is even, you know, if you're locked up for like twenty five years, ten years, even five years, how that can yeah. be on the brain. Um, the fact that she was in there for 10 months in a Russian prison where, you know, it's, I mean, it's more, you know, crucial and, or it's more like, um, it, it's more, uh, what's the word? Uh, they're more, the prisons are more, you know, not dangerous, but more um, I, cynical, I guess, in a way. Yeah. Cause like they, they, I mean, obviously we have work in, in, the, in prisons here, like, but the work over there is like, slave work over there you know in cold temperatures um but yeah uh just the fact that you know i mean i'm i'm glad that she's back home um safe with her family but yeah you're right you give a, a you you give away a good point saying how like you know she could have broke down not talked to anybody um she could have just like kept to herself because like you know being locked in isolation and you know with people you don't know um, people with other murderers, other people who've done w- worse crimes than her, you know, that can have a mental um, mental block in her in her brain. But mm-hmm. the fact that she was talking to everyone and, you know, and I, I mean, I, I haven't met Brittany Garner personally, but like, I believe that she's a nice, nice woman. Um, you know, I feel like she has, you know, a bright personality even before this whole thing happened, like, you know, very under the radar, you know, not really on social media like that. Um, she's a play ball. Um, and I mean, all her peers and her coaches and her players and her friends, you know, can back that up, you know. Um, but that can have, I mean, on the average human being, like being locked up in that Russian prison for 10 months plus, um, and then getting him down a, a nine year sentence, um, that can really affect, you know, like your brain, like, hey, like, am I going to get out? Am I going to get released? Like, think about like how many times that, like, Britain's legal team had tried to get her out. There's so many times we're like, okay, four months in, maybe not four weeks in, five weeks in, am I going to get out? One month passed, nothing happens. Or they tried to get out. Um, and then, like, the scenes of her, like, you'd be handcuffed and just being locked in a cage like an animal. It's just it's terrible, man. It's, so it's, the fact that, you know, she's happy and, and um, back in, you know, in the States is very good. But I had the platform to say this, like, right now, like, I hope this is a life lesson 
to us going to a foreign country, a player, um, you know, to, you know, watch out, you know what I'm saying? Because the legal system here is not going to be the same as legal system in Russia or Ukraine or Korea. I think no Korea is even worse than Russia, but I mean, they're, I think they're equal. Uh, like yeah, there, there, there are certain countries that you understand when you go there, you know, that if you get you get locked up there, it could be could be big trouble. And oh yeah, um, I mean, when you talk about her, you know, going to Russia and stuff, that kind of brings a point to the WNBA because a lot of their players have to play the WNBA season and then to you know, supplement and make more money, they have to go overseas in the off season to play. And mm. uh, I know was it uh, Kelsey Plum has been one of those who's been outspoken about increasing pay for WNBA players because I think a lot of them, especially with this Brittany situation, are probably looking at like, if we could make it so that we don't have to go overseas in the offseason, then we'd much rather be in the WNBA. And, you know, most men or whatever hear that when it comes to sports, you hear, uh, you know, women athletes say equal pay. A lot of them go off the deep end and are just like, for what? You know, men's sports are better and all this kind of stuff. It's like, now, Kelsey Plum has explained it differently. She's not looking to make, you know, LeBron money. She's talking about how the NBA players, the revenue sharing, I think, is 50-50 with the owners. WNBA is not even close to that. I think that's what she's talking about. Now, other issue with that is the NBA, like, funds a lot of the NBA, of the WNBA to cover their operating. Because I think they operate at a loss, but the w, but the NBA kind of just, you know, covers it because they understand how important the league is in the grand scheme of things for, you know, women's empowerment and all kinds of stuff. Give a place for women to aspire to play professionally. So I think that fight's going to continue on. But mm-hmm. but you're, you make a great point, you know. Hopefully, players who do decide to go over there now after Brittany, be more careful. Do the research. Yeah, don't do anything that could land you in a similar situation. I mean, that's where. I mean, that's where. I mean, to be honest, I mean, Russia. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Russia, but that's where anywhere you go, like you go to like a foreign, you know, on a vacation. If you go to Mexico, if you go to, uh, you know, anywhere, you Mexico City, even we're dangerous places, you know, always, you know, make sure you do your research and make sure like where the safest places are. Um, but I, that's like another, another question. Like did the Brittany and her like team, did they do the research on Russia or like, did she just oh, be like, I, I, I feel like you know? she probably knows the rule, but she probably figured the worst might oh, be. So what? Maybe, yeah, they, you know, like, maybe they confiscate the vape pen and I just don't travel with it. Sure. I could get another one. I get back here. I'm pretty sure she didn't think a vape pen was going to turn into oh, 10 man. months sitting over there. That's where I think that, like, yeah, yeah, that's where I, that, that's where I draw a line where like, that's is ridiculous. Like they should have just like, I mean, even if, even if it, it was, I mean, I know pens and over here, I think they're legal or slowly getting legal. Um, I mean, even here, like if you get caught, they'll probably just, you know, point to the side confiscate it, throw it away, maybe talk to you like, uh, like, use your first warning, whatever, and then let it go. But I mean, obviously, you know, different airports and different countries have different rules and different, you know, governments and stuff. So 
like you said, in like we both said, this is where you have to do your research on like, you know. Oh, and um and I mean I think that doesn't fall on Brittany. I think that falls on more of her maybe her, her her team, her not her legal team because her just her agents or stuff. Because I, I mean obviously her, her she had a little part of it, you know, doing her own research because we all have phones, we all have, you know, Google. So um a little bit falls on her part of not researching what or maybe she did. But I thought the big part is like, hey, like, hey, Brittany, like you shouldn't have brought this, you know, pin on, you know, here, this is what Russia's rules are. Don't don't bring it. Or maybe she knew. And maybe they're maybe they were aware. There's always two sides to a different to a story. So <laughs> but that's why I'm trying to that's why I'm curious to see like if Brittany does come out and have a statement. I want to hear, you know, her side of the story. Cause like it's gonna be very interesting to see like her for her mindset, because we only like you know she'll do a sit down with somebody, whether yeah, it's like like an ESPN personality that she knows through the WNBA, like a Holly Rowe or something. I can see her yeah. doing a sit down with one of them. I do wonder though, mm-hmm. maybe with her thinking, you know, I bet if a Russian person had a vape pen at that same time at the airport, probably nothing would have happened. But like I said. The way that Russia was. Like, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder how it got caught. Did she have it caught in her hand, or was it like in her bag, or like was it in her pocket? I think it was in, I think it was in her possession. I don't think she like had it in her hand. You know, when they do the search of your. Stuff. Yeah. I think they found it. I don't think she had it like literally out in her hand. I don't think so, but uh, I'm not not too sure about that part. Yeah. What up, co- what up, Coach Coach Dante? Another another. Another mastermind, God, um, you know, um, Coach Dante is everywhere. Um, you see him on his own podcast, uh, doing play-by-play. Um, but I want to give a shout-out to Coach Dante, man. Uh, hopefully we'll do a, 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 a play-by-play uh, soon, man. Yeah, I got to do one with him, too. But um, but actually, whoever is viewing it, like, I just want to hear y'all's views on this whole situation. Um, you know, I want to hear – I'm a guy who, you know, likes to, I'm an open book, so I can, I want to, you know, I'm sure Kyle is an open book too. I want to, you know, pick people's brains about the situation because people had different views on this. So I want to hear like y'all's, whoever's watching, um, you know, your views. Um, If you're coming to the show, watching it right now, we are talking about Brittany Griner, you know, her being released. So just to let y'all be on topic. on um, But, uh, as we wait for responses, um, yeah, let's just go to the next uh, topic. Um, so the next topic is uh, the World Cup. Yep. A lot of teams have, you know, been knocked out. A lot of great teams have been knocked out. Um, I guess my topic is, uh, I mean, we all saw that video, or maybe, maybe not, not, not yet for you, but seeing that video of like Ronaldo walking out crying. Yeah, I saw. That. Um, do you think Portugal, um, knowing that you know it's Messi, Ronaldo, you know? Even Neymar, kind of like that third player, um, the the original, and then Mbappe is new, but yeah, it's the original three: Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar. Just, but just the top two. Um, I guess. I mean, I feel like Portugal kind of screwed Ronaldo because obviously, who people don't who don't do the research on Ronaldo, like he's been through a lot the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Um, the death of his newborn child, um, you know, and that can, you know, weigh on, weigh on, on everybody. Um, yes, he does make a lot of money. I get that. But if like benching, benching 
Ronaldo was like benching Messi for Argentina, like it, this their top player. In a way, like if you want to advance, why would you bench yeah, the best uh, player? I mean, you know uh, name recognition, yes, it's the same. Yeah, but... that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, obviously, right now Messi has a different, has a different, you know, aspiration. Has a different, has definitely kind of like up there. I, I guess he's like ranked a little bit higher than Ronaldo. But just the fact that Ronaldo has been through a lot, you mm-hmm. know, family-wise, um, just him dealing with the organization at Man United. To person, I think that he wants to leave uh, Man United because you know he had an interview where I think with um, uh, Piers Morgan, Piers yeah. Morgan, yeah, Piers Morgan, and how like they the or- the organization didn't like you know at that time. Uh, of his newborn or his unborn or his newborn child's death, like they mm-hmm. didn't really like taking it, taking it to a fact that you know to get him space, they wanted him to keep on playing. Um, and just the fact that you know, just him crying off the field, he I, obviously he wanted to be on the pitch with the team and you know contribute. But since you're the FIFA, you know, mind like just talk to me about you know your thoughts and you know if they should have you know. Was it the right idea to bench Ronaldo, or, or should they have, should they have played him for those last couple games? So my my thought is, uh, yes, you can compare Messi and Ronaldo. I mean, those two compare each other. I think more so more so Ronaldo than Messi. But the only difference I have is Messi plays in the midfield. Totally different game because Messi is more of getting the possession, you know, making the run when he can. Uh, but he's in the middle of the field. little different. Ronaldo's up top. He's your goal scorer. But the problem is Ronaldo isn't the same Ronaldo that we remember from, you know, his early days in Man United when he was like a younger, younger player before he moved on to, I think he moved on to Real Madrid or something like that. He... He's a guy who's basically – he's not going to give you 90 minutes for the most part. And I feel like part of the stuff with Man United was, yes, the death of his baby, and he didn't feel like the, the club treated him properly. Or I think he said, like, he felt like some people at Man United were kind of doubting the story or something like that, but I, I can't fully remember that part. But then it was also that coming into the season – he wanted to leave because he understands he's um, getting on the later years of his career. He wanted to play Champions League football, and Manchester United wasn't in the Champions League. That's kind of where it started. Man United gets a new manager. There's a feeling out process. The new manager kind of had a different vision that didn't really involve Ronaldo. And in Ronaldo's mind, he's still a star, still a starter, but to uh, Eric Ten Hag, who's the new guy at Manchester United, he saw Ronaldo as a a guy who's still effective, just not what he used to be. And I think they think Ronaldo still thinks that way, which is different than you know how they are, because they have guys like Rashford, Martial, uh, Anthony that play up top as well, and those guys are all younger. They're probably faster. They're more dynamic. With Ronaldo now, it's usually Headers in the box. He's still great at that because he can still jump out of the gym, to use a basketball term. Yeah. And with Portugal, I think Portugal is kind of the same way. 
I mean, but there, I mean, I mean, I'm not trying to compare Pepe to Ronaldo, but Pepe is uh, up there with, and they're playing him. I mean, obviously he's played, but he played Pepe is a defender for defenders. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm gonna say. That if like, you're gonna you know, find an old man on the soccer field, they're gonna be at the defense because for them yeah. it's more of anticipation, using their body to ward off people. For Ronaldo right. up top, you can't be old and slow. I'm not saying Ronaldo's old and slow, but I think for Portugal. They're trying to transition away from Ronaldo's era where he dominated Portugal because they're bringing in new talent. And I think that's a tough thing when it comes to, like, World Cups and that kind of thing. You know, managers have a lot of pressure on them. Like, from Portugal's government and all that, they expect, you know, countries like Portugal, Brazil, Argentina. Like, look at all the teams who've been eliminated already and have fired the manager, like, right after. Belgium did it. Uh, Mexico did it. Um, who was the recent one? Well, I think the Netherlands guy was kind of leaving anyway because of health issues. But a lot of these big-name countries, they set their uh, sets on the World Cup. They expect greatness. And if they don't get that, somebody has to answer for it. So, yes, you could say maybe if they started Ronaldo, would they have gone further? I don't think so. I mean, the way I looked at it, this Portugal team should have made it out of the group. I predicted that. I, when they came with Morocco, I said Morocco was going to be tough for them because the one thing Morocco does, they sit back and they play defense. And if you pay attention to Ronaldo, you can equalize him pretty easily. So I get his frustration, but then I kind of see it from Portugal's side. It's like we don't want to be so reliant on you that when you do move on, we don't have a plan after you. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. Like, I'm very, like, see, I'm, like, I mean, you make up good points, but, like, from what I've seen in that video of him, um, you know, walking. Well, that's everybody. Uh, Neymar cried after Brazil lost. Yeah, but I feel Messi, like. If Argentina loses, Messi will cry. It's just because just, it's every four years, it's like a big deal. Yeah. I mean, and knowing that people say that this is probably his last World Cup, knowing that, you know, he cut a, you know, yeah, I mean, I don't know what the manager. I don't know what the manager. You know, thought process of benching him. I mean, I, I know the media has been up his tail, um, which I don't think that's right. Um, me uh, for you know as a media. I mean, obviously, yeah, he he definitely. I Ronaldo mean, they, they deserve that. Was, but, but Ronaldo wants that attention. He does, that but means that he's still relevant. Like that from that video, I just think that he could have like. I feel like he left something off the table. You know what I'm saying? Like he just. I mean, like again, that's every player, but. For him, this just body language is like, damn, I could have just done helped them out, you know, at least like maybe try to let them advance. But I feel like the crime was more of this might have been my last shot, never won a world cup, probably never will at this point, unless if four years down the line he wants to be, you know, a sub off the bench where the you know, last 10 15 minutes they have a corner kick, he's still he'll probably still be able to jump really high. Is that him out there try to get a goal? Is that really what he's worth now? Just a 15 minute off the bench header guy, <laughs> he can still score goals. Ronaldo loves scoring, uh, yeah. Goals. Oh, no, oh, yeah, that's, like, that's the best way he can, sure. I mean, and, he's still fast. I mean, he's still fat and not like he's not okay. I, I would I would say that he's not the Ronaldo of, of original or rotten Ronaldo, yeah. like you know, he, he that's father time could, could, like catch up to him, but he's still, you know. Still like right, but I think in his on mind, a, on a he break, doesn't want to let that fact sink in because 
he thinks when he's out there, he's the number one guy. You need goals. I'm your guy. And it's like, yes, you can still score goals, but we got some some young people coming through that are just as good. Now, a lot of people would probably talk about what if Arjuna's coach bench Messi, which they're not going to, but I'm saying, like, there will be some talked about way. Oh, if Messi didn't got benched, oh, then the coach would probably be fired. You know what I'm saying? Because that's your best, again, that's that's your best player. Messi, yeah. right? Ronaldo's game was always off of speed and his ability to go up in the air. I mean, Messi I mean, has never been the quickest guy. Yeah. Messi's more of a crafty player. And he still has that ability, which is why he would still play. Yeah, it's I mean, I feel like midfielder people to. to it, I mean, I, like, yeah, like I just watched old Cliff Ronaldo. He we he was his, he would dribble, cross people up, you know, rainbow. He, he can't do that anymore. Well, not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So like, even at Man United, like last season, if they put the ball at his feet, he can't do those moves that he used to do. Defenders take it off of him. Like, did he only play like? How many games did you play this World Cup? Like a couple, just a couple games. I think he only missed one game. One game, and then they benched him the rest of the games. I think so. No, he just didn't start, but he played in every game. He's oh, okay. not. He's not a ninety-minute player anymore. So you either start him and you have to take him off in the seventieth minute, or you bring him in later in the game and you can get him for the rest of the game. That's where Ronaldo is right now. Hmm. Yeah. So. Like, I get the, you know, tears and all that. Um, I get him wanting to leave Manchester United when he said he wanted to play Champions League football. I understood that. Uh, crazy thing is, if he kind of played it out with Manchester United, they've turned their season around. And they'll probably be in Champions League next season. But he wasn't thinking that far ahead because they they were really bad early on. And I think he kind of saw, yeah, this team's not going to be good, so I need to get out of here. And then that kind of makes the whole rumor about him going to Saudi Arabia even weirder because reportedly he wanted to like increase his Champions League goal mark. But right. I think Messi was kind of close to it or something like that, but I, I don't know. We'll have to see where Ronaldo ultimately ends up because until I actually see him playing in Saudi Arabia, I'm not believing that one. Yeah, I think the report, um, it was reported that, you know, Saudi Arabia threw the kitchen, like, sink, like, 300 million, something like that. I don't know. Something in yeah, that basically that he would be, like, like, the number one ticket in Saudi Arabian soccer. Like, they'll focus everything on him. Oh, and, man. Yeah, because Saudi Arabian soccer isn't that big of a deal. No, it's not, like, not really. People might pay attention a little bit now because of how Saudi Arabia played in the World Cup, but most people can name one person who played over there. You bring Ronaldo over there. I can't. Everybody's going to be paying attention. Have I, you, still, <laughs> I still say he ends up somewhere in Europe. Do you follow, um, like, um, Speed? Yes. He, yeah. <laughs> he is, like, huge Ronaldo fan. fan. Hey, I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a Ronaldo fan too, man. But yeah. this dude is it's hilarious, man. He, like... I saw the video where, like, he was, like, leaving the game with security. And they're like, oh, like, he's leaving security and Ronaldo's not. Like, <laughs> like he's a bigger star than Ronaldo, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's had a good, like, past couple of years where he, like, really blew up uh, speed. So, I think, yeah, he, he's like a star where he goes now. Yeah. Um, so, besides World Cup, the soccer, like, would you – I mean, if, if with your soccer mind, 
where do you rank Ronaldo and Messi? Do you still Messi one, Ronaldo two, or is has somebody else came into the mix before Ronaldo? Or do you still think those two are kind of like uh, as far as like career? Yeah, I, I mean I know that's hard for like you know off the brain kind of question to think about, but I'd probably say Messi is one over Ronaldo. I just what, like doesn't doesn't Ronaldo have more Ballon d'Ors over Messi or is it equal? I mean, he might, but that award too. It sometimes it's kind of crazy. Kinda great, yeah. yeah, but I think. Well, I mean, you could kind of look at that as if you're always in the conversation for that. That usually means you're one of the greats. And even when Ronaldo's won it, Messi's been there. When Messi's won it, Ronaldo's been in the running too. Uh, it's just for me. I find Messi's playmaking ability is why I put him at number one. And that's with him being a midfielder, he kind of has to be a playmaker. Whereas Ronaldo's up top, his one job is to score goals. So that's what he's going to do. So I'd say Ronaldo's probably slightly the better goal scorer, but Messi's probably the better all around player, playmaker, and all that. Um, in terms of the new crop, like Mbappe's going to be a problem. Oh, man, he's going to. That guy. Um, the, the talent that he has, his ability to score goals, the speed that he has right now, like that's that's old Ronaldo. He would take guys on, blow past them. And Dude, he's like the, he's like the Saquon Barkley of soccer, man. You see his quads, man. He, he's like he's like the oh, Saquon Barkley of like FIFA, man. Like, dude. Well, like, oh, I mean, soccer players, you you oh, have yeah. to be you have to yeah. you know be like that body you know body wise because it's ninety minutes if you're one of the stars. And you could possibly go even longer, as we've seen in this World Cup, where you're playing like 10 minutes of extra time for half, another 10 in the second half, 30 minutes yeah. of extra time, penalty kick. So you have to be well-conditioned. But yeah, Mbappe, the uh, Gakpo dude from the Netherlands is another guy who's coming up. Even kind of the guy who they had starting like over Ronaldo for Portugal, Liao. Liao is really talented as well. So there's a lot of good young players out there. Um, yeah. So I, I put Messi over Ronaldo. And I'd probably put Ronaldo over Neymar. Neymar, I think Neymar, Neymar was, was more like, I think like Neymar was kind of like that, that hybrid Messi and Ronaldo. He can make, right. he can two people out and, and score, you know what I'm saying, at a yeah. high rate. I'm not sure how old Neymar is. I, Neymar, he's, he, him, he, hasn't, he doesn't, doesn't, look, doesn't look like he's aged in the face. Like, uh, I think Neymar's like, like 30, late 30s. No, 32. Neymar's, Neymar's like early 30s. Early, if okay. he, so if he plays kinda, the next World Cup, yeah, next World Cup, he'd be like mid-30s, so he'd be kind of like Messi. He's still kind of, I mean, not young, young, but he's still like, you know, yeah, he's, he Young. still has, you know, some good years ahead of him. The only thing with Neymar is Neymar's kind of played on teams that had way more talent than, well, I can't really say. Well, Neymar, he had what? Neymar, he had PK. PSG is where, Neymar, where Neymar's kind of blown up, but PSG, you had Messi there. Yeah. Uh, Mbappe plays there. It was, like, really talented around him. But Ronaldo... He I mean, Ronaldo. I mean, he had. I mean, he had. Guy. I mean, Ronaldo. He had Bale on Real Madrid. He had Benzema. He had Ramos. He had. Um, 
Yeah, they've all played a really good players. It's just that I yeah. feel like Neymar's played with really great players more of his career, and I think that's kind of diminished how people look at him. But yeah, like he, Suarez. he's crazy talented, though. Yeah. But I think Neymar could move up to maybe number two. If he plays long enough, one day we might see Neymar might be might have been the best player that we've ever seen. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of people say that if staying on the World Cup for a little bit, um, like a lot of people say that England kind of like crapped the bed. Um, I mean, Harry Kane. Um, Harry Kane fans. was just, oh, man. English was fans rough are for England. So oh, I would equate England fans in terms of just to use like an American sport. England fans might be Cowboys fans. Oh, man. Where England swears every tournament they're going to win it. They have the best talent. They have the best this, the best that. And it's like, I mean, yeah, I think they, England, had, they had Sterling, they had Kane, they had people that they were have talent, good, yes. you know? So, yeah. Problem is, one, their manager likes to play kind of a conservative style. Two, Kane isn't the fastest, he's not the youngest anymore. Yeah. Uh, another point, I feel like they're more talented players actually sit on the bench if you want to talk like Ronaldo of Portugal. Like England brings Grealish off the bench. I think for a few games they brought Bellingham off the bench. And I could probably say that those two might be their best playmakers where for some reason they couldn't start. So unfortunately England might have wasted their best team they've probably ever sent to the World Cup to not make the final. But the fact but the way that England fans were acting after the U.S. loss, they were, like, loving it because I think they were, like, hating the fact that the U.S. team was getting a lot of attention and all that stuff. And then they started getting all cocky all of a sudden, like, oh, we'll bottle up Mbappe. We know what to do. For and I was just like, have y'all never seen France play? France is better than y'all. Yeah, France and is. You saw it on the field. But, I mean, that – and it's tough to blame Harry Kane. Yes, he missed the penalty kick, but – Penalty kicks aren't the easiest because it's a mind game between you and the goalkeeper. You have to get them to fake one way, you shoot the other. He already made one, and then to make a second one, that's tough. So uh, I still say England played pretty well. They just came short. Yeah, so let me just go to the um, the World Cup pool. So in the semifinals... Uh, the Argentina and they face Croatia tomorrow, and they face our French face Morocco. Um, oh, there, there's a storyline saying that the refs. Um, you, you might know where That's I'm coming, coming from. from. You're already rolling our. Right. <laughs> you're rolling. No, 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 no. I'm talking about like um, how they started with Messi because like there was a play where um, the ball hit his arm and it handball. They didn't call it. Um, the fact that, you know, the refs, you know, the Argentina started, I mean, I don't know who, who ranks the, the teams and what side, like, Argentina was in the, was in the easiest side of the pool and, like, they had the easiest route to, I don't know, I've seen different angles. I mean, mm-hmm. not my views on it, but just different on social media. Like, it's like they had, they had to, what, who they had to beat? They had to beat, um, uh, the table kind of weird. say Argentina had to easiest 
Who did, when, when did they start? So they, they, and they the fate what haunt? But no, that's not. That wasn't in um. Oh, so they lost to Saudi Arabia. They beat Mexico, beat Poland, um, beat Australia. Out of that beat, group, I would say Poland's probably the worst out of that group. Saudi Arabia, we just didn't know a lot about. Right, right Mexico right. isn't bad. They're just they're kind of like the U.S. right now, where. They're kind of trying to find their way. So yeah, I, mean, I mean, Croatia. I mean, they I mean, like, like, I didn't know they had a Luka Modric. Man, I forgot about him and how he, like, you know, he paid. He, Croatia's been underrated with, this whole they, tournament. They have been. They I have said been. That they, depending on who they play, they can make noise in this tournament, and they've got a good chance. They have. It's going to be interesting to see Messi versus Modric in the midfield. That's going to be a fun match to watch. Oh, yeah, for um, sure, for sure. France-Morocco. I kind of Morocco, feel like Morocco. They, they kind of made history Cinderella's, being like what? Cinderella's about to go back to a pumpkin with Morocco, I think. I, I don't see how they beat France. But France is they've sure. stuck me forward. So. Is, Paul, is Pogba on France? Yeah. Or, well, it, it is, but he's not there because I think he might there. be injured. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was I was trying to see where he's where in nationality he's from because one of my friends um he's a big yeah, he's fan. So. Um so like final thoughts on like the World Cup. Um what are your who do your I mean obviously Messi's in there, so I mean the favorite would be Argentina, so do you have them going all the way to the world, to the final? Yeah, I, 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 mean, I think it's gonna be, Argentina, it'll be Argentina and France. Oh, Back to France, France is trying to go back to back, which is hasn't been done in the World Cup in forever. To be honest, I, I, I mean, other than Messi, I don't know who's on Argentina that is relevant. Uh, other than Messi, I mean, is it Higuain or whatever his name is? Uh, I think he's moved on. I think they have like Di Maria. Oh, Di Maria. Okay, yeah, yeah. Right, I know him. That's like their top two, I believe. Yeah. yeah, but most people you hear Argentina, you just think Messi. So Messi, you're not so, alone in that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess we can move on to uh, quickly to the uh, the NBA. Um, so I guess my first topic or my first question to you is like, um, you being a Celtics fan, like you looking from the outside looking or in outside looking in, um. Or inside looking out because you're a Celtics fan. Uh, what have you seen, liquor wise, improvement wise? Um, I know LeBron was hurt a couple of games. AD had to step up. Now LeBron's back into the mix. Russell Westbrook's doing his thing. Um, you know, off the bench, um, AD's putting up MVP caliber numbers. Um, you can argue that, but I mean, he's that's facts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now look, I've been waiting for it, man. You're like, oh, well, oh, oh. <laughs> but, uh, but um, I mean, hey, look, like it's been like 53, 17. I mean, um, they almost beat Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they went to overtime. Um, but what have you seen? He like, didn't have a great game against Philadelphia. Huh? I will say that he didn't. Eighty didn't have a great game against Philadelphia. He I mean, kind of got into early foul I mean, trouble, which kind of missed. Oh, yeah. Three fouls in the first quarter, I think. 
that's but, understandable. I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean, Philly should have just, Philly should have, should have bottled that game up, man. Like, they had an like 18 point, 20 point lead. I know Key and Gene and Cole and uh, who else? The Philly fan in that group chat. Um, well, um, I mean, I'll give them credit, though. They are very critical of Philly, and they seem like they understand that, you know, Philly's not a title contender, like, currently. And, like, interesting enough, I did an episode for my channel where uh, I kind of did a ranking system of title contenders because I know Mark Jackson asked Jeff Van Gundy the other day, like, how many teams do you have in your title picture? I think he said four at first. And then he said six. So I was like, I did an episode to kind of rank them all to see if I agreed with them. I actually think there's less than six teams that are title contenders right now, but I kind of understand where he's coming with that. Uh, and I got to the Lakers. I had to think about it because are they title contenders? No, but Not I right feel now. like, but... right. And I put them in the group where, you know, they, they have health questions slash, probably need to make a move and I think I think you can agree with that that's probably where the Lakers are right now because I, mean, I they think they're the one or I think they're one or they, they, I think they're one two sure. trades away players to forget into that, that I mean they're what 11 and 15 so I mean they I mean they kind of have a, a soft part of the schedule right now they play I think they played the Pistons last night um let me look at their schedule just for a couple games I mean they I mean okay they had the Celtics Friday or no Tuesday um actually tomorrow oh wow oh wow b3 podcast <laughs> during the game um well that's at 10 o'clock and then they have the nuggets that's that's on. i mean that's the game the lakers need more than the celtics oh for sure uh i mean we'll, i mean we'll i mean we'll get into that after after this segment um because okay. actually you know what we can get to right now because the, the next segment is are the Celtics really the best team in the NBA record-wise? Because yes. when I, I'm looking at the schedule, mm-hmm. or I mean, I'm not schedule. I mean, um, the standings. I mean, yes, they are 21 and nine um, in the East. But but I mean, Milwaukee's right behind their tail with 19 the 19 wins. Um, their heads game back. Um, Cleveland is what four games back. Um, and then looking at the West, I mean, Norman Pelicans. They're like if they were in the Eastern Conference, they'll be three games behind them. Um, because they're 18, so I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, are they the best? I mean, yes, I, I would agree that they're the best offensive team out there right now because Tatum and Brown are going off right now. But mm-hmm. overall, I mean, there's teams that can catch up to them, like Milwaukee, they're two games or half game back, um, Cleveland's uh, four games back. Um, so it's just that mix of you know, those top four teams, even Brooklyn, they're like what, like five and a half games back. Um, but yes, they are number one in. I mean, they are number one in the division, but mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, are they a runaway kind of team um, right now? Um, just because this, I'm looking at it just, just like standing wise. Like, I can see they're like ten games ahead of the conference. Like, okay, yeah, they're the front winners, but I mean, half cool. game, it'd also be game. crazy to be that far ahead this early in the season. Like, it'd, oh, be, yeah. it'd be the wildest thing to see. Well, now, obviously, Milwaukee's not going anywhere. Because we, we know Milwaukee's a really good team. Giannis, I mean, you can argue, best player in basketball. Some people would argue for other people. I think Giannis is the best player right now. So even Celtics you know, players will tell you that 
they're watching Milwaukee because they know Milwaukee's going to be there in the end. Um, right. Cleveland, maybe next year. I think they're going to hang around for a while. But I mean, they're 17 and 10. I mean, they're not really in there. I'm going to say next. I mean, they are kind of still there. I, I, yeah. I think Cleveland might be a move away as well because yeah. Mitchell – Getting Mitchell was a great move for them because he filled a need that they they really had where late in the game, they don't have a guy who can get you a bucket. Donovan Mitchell can do that. Um, Brooklyn, I mean, if you're going to guarantee me Katie, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons are all playing well, sure, I'll listen to that. But I've got major <laughs> questions about Ben Simmons. Yeah. I've got questions about... Kyrie, because I saw last season in the playoffs where he completely disappeared after the first game, and I I need to see if he can do better than that when the playoffs roll around. Yeah. Out west, I mean, you know, everybody talks about Phoenix. Phoenix have their own issues, man. Uh, they really do. They and really do. I think it's hilarious what's going on over there. I mean, the, I mean, the Pelicans are making are making the Suns their daddy right now. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I, I'll say it. The yeah. Suns, Suns, yo, who's your daddy? The Pelicans. They beat y'all twice. I mean, there's other teams that have passed Phoenix by. Oh yeah, I mean they're 16, 16 and eleven, but I mean, they, I mean that's. Uh... But now the thing is like. Everybody on Phoenix wants to act like they want to fight people, and it's like there's nobody on Phoenix that's intimidating. Mm-mm. Chris Paul, no. Campaign, I mean, what what is he up to all of a sudden? <laughs> he, he makes is... a layup. He wants to like bucket people and act like he's like. Drunk. I mean, his. I mean, I. I, I felt with Cameron Payne, he just seems like a. I'm, I'm glad you're reacting this way because when I think about campaign, I do Cameron the same Payne thing. Is like There's a, something about him that's just not right. Like, yeah, yeah like, he he can get buckets, but it's just like his attitude. It's like, damn, brother, like slow down, my dude. Like, chill yeah. out, take a bucket, get back down the goddamn court, get back, stop freaking bark at the refs, stop making fights. I mean, you, I, you see, I just think that whole team. Is looking at the same as no Chris wonder Paul. why like, freaking Zion goddamn did the freaking dunk, dunk on your team. Like, I mean, Zion, like, mad respect in the press mm-hmm. conference. He was like, Hey, last year I was injured, so mm-hmm. I see my boys get knocked down by this team. It, it, it hurt me. Yeah. I get it. The unwritten rule, you shouldn't do that. He he that did get that. He was like, I understand. So it was stupid. my it is, it is. I, I do agree. Um, but he 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 was the bigger man to say, I messed up. I shouldn't have did that, but damn, I really did want to do that because I was sidelined. I wanted to be out there. I saw my team get get shot down by this team in the playoffs. I wasn't there to help them out. Why not rub, rub it in their face? And now I'm not. Now I'm fine. Now you now your point. They want to start fights. I mean, so what? You're you're getting blown out. If you if you really sons, I I have a message for y'all sons. I mean, I hope y'all hear on this hearing this. But the thing is, Chris Paul. Missed a layup right before that. Exactly. The game was over. Chris Paul didn't have to do that, but he went for the layup, missed it. And yeah, this I think is about Larry to be. A, this is about to like, be. A, hey, down there. I'm this is about to be a. 
Dude, this is about to be a vulgar episode. I'm so sorry for the cussing, but get your freaking shit together, sons. Um, because, like I said, the Pelicans are your daddy. They, yeah. Zion's back in town. Um, get y'all shit together for real. Because Chris Paul, maybe, maybe you you should retire, brother. Um, I mean, I, I don't see you winning a championship this year, brother. Um, yeah. Hey. I, but I do respect that he 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 definitely I think in his career I think he deserved at least one ring um, at yeah. least in his career to say like you know he's up there but I mean he had his chances to team up with LeBron I get it, he don't want to take I get it, he don't want to take LeBron's you know he he don't want to be the Robin to LeBron's Batman either the banana boat crew with LeBron Carmelo Chris Paul D Wade I get that he wants to have his own team I get that. Um, but Chris Paul, I mean, if if you don't get to the playoffs or if you don't get to the finals this year, just call it quits, man. Just call it quits. You know, chill with the family. Do you stay from commercials, brother? Just focus on your focus on like your Kevin Hart TV I think career, Chris, bro. Chris Paul speaks <laughs> no, to kind of a thing in the NBA where it's like Chris Paul early in his career when he was the best player on like those uh, Hornet teams in New Orleans before they went to Charlotte and all that kind of stuff and his time in Houston or whatever for a guy that small to be the best player. I think it has its limitations. I will say those Clipper years, if maybe if they were tougher mentally, this were his best years. AJ Reddick, Blake Griffin. I mean, prime I'm talking about like not Kyle Edwards bragging that Blake Griffin passes prime gets a dunk. I'm, I'm hey, Blake Griffin I'm, is yeah. Blake Griffin is balling yeah. though. No, no, no. Oh, he's, no, I agree, I agree. Yeah. But like I'm saying Chris Paul with like prime, prime yeah. Blake Griffin, JD Reddick, who else? Um That's the thing. They acted like those Clippers teams didn't have talent. Like he had Jamal Crawford one year. He had DeAndre Jordan when DeAndre Jordan was actually functional. In his prime, yeah. Double um, on Brand Knight. I think I believe Reggie Jackson was there for a couple of years. With, really? I think they overlapped where Reggie Jackson came off the bench. Yeah. There was a lot of talent, those Clipper teams. It was just that they got to the playoffs and then mentally they just got weak and would lose. You know, the Houston years would harden. They had that year where they had the Warriors down, let the Warriors back. Was he on the Thunder series. or with my tripping? Was it Thunder? Had, I thought he, yeah, I he, thought like he was. Weird year or two in Oklahoma City where yeah, it's like they, uh, yeah, they were they were decent, but they weren't really title contenders. Yeah, but Suns man, like uh, Cameron Payne and yeah, Cam Payne, yo, get back on freaking defense, brother, and don't be don't, don't be getting to fights because like I mean, don't start what you can't finish, man. Um, just get back on the defense. one tough guy they probably had once out, Jay Crowder. Jake Crowder's probably the toughest guy on the team, but he doesn't even want to play there anymore. And yeah. It, it Booker, no like, one could have Devin Booker either. So. No, why would you be? Yeah. DeAndre Ayton, no. He plays soft, He's soft. So why all of a sudden would I be afraid of him? <laughs> He's soft, and right? Yep, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it yeah. just doesn't make it, – it kind of seems like they're a team that made the finals a couple years ago but now kind of realize the door probably closed on them, but they don't want to act like that. And now they're seeing the Pelicans are better than them. And they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
the Pelicans used to be really bad. And you mean already they're better than us? Memphis is coming. I can see. I mean, I can. I mean, this is a hot take. I mean, I can see LA catching up to them. I mean, if they keep on losing games, I mean, they're eleven. I mean, take cover from you. I mean, they're eleven. I mean, they're eleven. You're a Laker fan. That'd be a hot take if I said it. I mean, yeah, I guess. But I mean, people. (laughs) About a a lot of people see Lakers. I mean, how they play. I I, I guess you're saying, but. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see them, you know, if mm-hmm. if, if, if the Lakers can catch the Suns off guard and <laughs> then winning games. I know they got a cuff. They got the Celtics, I think, tomorrow. The Nuggets, I think. Then they can have the, the Kings. Um, don't sleep on the Kings games. either. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they're 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 nice too. They may not play a lot, but of defense, don't be surprised they, if like the Lakers catch short. up to uh, the Suns, man, because obviously they're sixteen and eleven still. I mean, that, but they got to get. Be, I mean, tough for Phoenix this season. They, um, they're gonna get it together. Well, I don't know how you fix all that. Um, DeAndre Ayton was basically out the door in the offseason, and then Phoenix out of nowhere matched the contract and brought him back. And now it almost seems like he's playing like a guy who's just going through the motions because he doesn't want to be there anymore, right? And Chris Paul's not getting any younger. So we could see maybe in a couple of year time that Booker is the only guy left. Then Booker might want to leave. And I mean, I feel bad for Monty Williams because he's a really good coach. Oh, that's what, that's another good point. Yeah. Like floating around him. And I don't know what he does to fix it. All right. Yeah. I mean, you're, yeah, you bring up a good point like, about like Monty Williams. Like he's kind of like just that coach that, you know, has to deal with these players, man. Just he's got to figure out something. Um, let me try to pull up. So the next top, well, the next topic is um. So according to Dennis Schroeder, um, there's a report saying that, I mean, obviously we all know that LeBron wants to play with his first son, uh, Bronny, but um, there's a possible. Um, uh, Schroeder said that LeBron can play till he's 45. He wants to play with like with. Bryce too, um, I mean, I mean, hey, Tom Brady. I mean, obviously, do two different sports. Yeah, true. Um, but Tom Brady, forty-five, maybe, maybe forty-five is the cat for LeBron. Um, what does LeBron look like at forty-five, though? Definitely. I mean, if he can, hey, we we've all said that he 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 has put millions into his body. I'm not saying he might be the same as he was. At 30, 25, whatever, but he could kind of be that since, I mean, by the time, I, I mean, obviously, by the time he gets 45, he, he's going to pass Kareem on the all time list. So that's a lot of pressure off his shoulders. So he won't really have to do much, LeBron. I mean, just sit back, you know, you know, he's still putting up numbers this season. So, I mean, but there's a report saying that, like, you know, he's, uh, Dennis Schroeder said that um, he's he wants to play with his uh, two sons now instead of his brawny. So, um, I mean, you're shaking your head. You don't see that happening, or I I knew it was going to come out eventually because it's a couple of years he wanted to play with brawny. I knew I knew something's going to come. Where it's like, oh, maybe he could play with both sons, and it's like one. I still have questions whether he could play with Bronny. Like, 
Bronny was eligible for the league, what, in two years? It's like a year or two years, yeah. So he'll be what? Two years from now, what's LeBron looking like? I mean, no. Because I think there's aspects of LeBron's game that probably won't age well. Age with age, hey, just like that same thing. Um, age with fine, age like fine wine, man. I mean, I mean, this wine that label's looking a little rough <laughs> <laughs> well, because I feel like we're seeing LeBron's body break down a little bit, yeah, like kind of in, in the groin area, or, yeah, or hamstring or something like that. That kind of stuff is a little worrisome. For an older player, um, even like finishing well, around saying, the like just he's depending not as good as he used to be, he misses. That crazy to me when he misses layups because it's like I think that's the part of the game that you should be fine with now. Right, it's right. Free throw shooting, landing games where he seems to miss free throws. His jump shot still, I mean, has never been the best part of his game. His best part has been being that much bigger and faster than people that you gave him just the angle to the hoop. He takes full advantage of it and he gets to the rim. I kind of wonder with each age that's put on his body, does he look to do that less and less? Because I'm sure he doesn't want, like if he was 45, he probably doesn't want to be going to the hoop, running into, you know, Jokic or and beat or something and taking that hit night after night. So mm-hmm. if you want to play with both sons, what are the odds that they can all end up on the same team? And does that mean you think like LeBron's still going to be in Lakerland when he's 45? Like, then what do the Lakers look like at that point? Yeah, I mean, this now or like last season where they're not even yeah. a playing team. I mean, yeah, I just see. Yeah, like, I just saw the report like last night, or not from Schroeder's interview. Um, saying LeBron, hey, knowing that LeBron, you know, invests so much money into his body to keep. I mean, obviously, give the season like you know. Now we're starting to see like you know, injuries like to a groin right. type area. Um. But I mean, as long as he can like stay healthy, um, you know, stay healthy for the foreseeable future into his past couple of years, I feel but like I'm saying I feel like, like at, that any year after this. But then again, then, then it also depends on like what that team looks like in the near in that future. Like, is it gonna have a couple superstars on the team with Bronny, like wherever he goes? You know what I'm saying? Like, it all depends on the, like the workload of that team. You know, is mm-hmm. Does LeBron really have to do much on that team, on that specific team? Who knows? Like, he might leave the Lakers and play wherever Bronny gets drafted to. Um, we'll see. Um, but definitely, I mean, if he's so talking about that it. that team's going to have to cancel whatever plans they had to bring LeBron in. And, you know, once you bring LeBron in, basically your, your young players are going out the door because it's going to become win-now mode with LeBron. <laughs> And I mean, yeah, we'll LeBron's see. I not mean, gonna wait around three, four years for young guys to develop. So, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it'd be interesting, sure, because I mean, I don't know of any other instance where a dad played with their son. It'd be a really cool moment as a dad. 
I mean, I'm not a dad, but I feel like that'd make him proud. I mean, the second son, I don't know much about his game. Like how good I think he's not. I mean, to be honest, I think he's going to be a lot better than Bright or than Bronny because he's more like thicker, like 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 Bron. Uh, he's a more going to be like big body. I'm not saying Bronny's going to be bad. I'm saying like you know, just fair like their size. Like you mm-hmm. know, LeBron like Bryce is more like big bone like LeBron. Like so like imagine if he gets like 2025. 20, like and, and, and like, Le- Le- LeBron is. It's his dad, so you know he's gonna be looking right. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you know. So, um, I mean, hey, look I mean, Jordan's kids. Look at whose kids? Jordan's kids. They couldn't make the NBA. Yeah. All right, but but Jordan. I mean, but LeBron has invested money and in, and he has, you know. I mean, I've had questions about Bronny where he kind of fits in the NBA. Because, I mean, yeah. I've seen – I mean, I haven't watched all of his games, so he could have gotten better. But the couple of times I did see it, I was like, okay. I mean, he can ball a little. But some people made it seem like, oh, Brian's like guaranteed lottery pick or something. I was like, oh, I don't see that. Um, I don't know. It, it's going to be crazy because if it's something where Bronny goes somewhere and then now LeBron's trying to get to that team, then – that becomes a whole thing. Like, how do you make that work? I don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely we'll see, you know, if Father Time cut it up to LeBron. We'll see. We'll see. Um, in the, the commercials, in Father Time's beating them a couple of times. <laughs> I cannot stand that commercial. Oh, which one with him and um, Aquaman? Him and Jason Momoa and the Father Time. And, oh, yeah. Like, when they and first then, made that commercial. And him and uh, with uh, God of War and – um. It was it was on like every commercial break of an NBA game, and I was like, okay, I get it, I get it. Just space them out a little bit. <laughs> I feel that. All right, um, let, let, let's quickly dive into the NFL. I know we're excited. You know, I, I know your team plays tonight. Actually, on my night football, I get the yep. Cardinals. So we'll dive into that. Um, but let's talk about the previous games this week. Um, starting off with the Thursday night game. Um, the Rams and Ra- Raiders. I mean, Rams. I don't. The 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 prime the prime time games are kind of getting uglier. The, the Raiders Rams was a good game. I, it was, but like low scoring. Not really. I don't, I don't you know. care about that. If it's a good game, I can handle it being low scoring. Because I've always said that the like Rams Patriots Super Bowl where it was like thirteen to three and everybody's like, oh my god, that was the worst Super Bowl I ever. I mean Derek like, Carr oh. had like the worst probably rating ever, like thirty six point nine. I mean Rams well, there's, there's been ratings lower than that. Uh bigger mid, uh, but but you know what? Never mind because this game you know what it was good because Baker Mitchell made it good because on that last drive Yeah. With me being a Ravens fan, I mean I, I'm happy that you know, Baker Midfield is in a good place in in, in LA, um, and he, he made that. To be honest, I didn't know if you. I didn't think I didn't think he had it in him to make that drive, but he got it done. Um, he is a clock management to his likeness. He used a two minute warning as an extra timeout, mm-hmm. um, rushed it down the field. Um, 
Big midfield had 230 yards, uh, one touchdown. Actually, was a game-winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then had a 91.4 rating. Cam Akers had 12, 12 carries, 42 yards. Um, I mean, He'd only been there for 48 hours. Yeah, that's the thing, too. That's the thing, too. Like, it's on a short notice. Um, there was a report saying that the doctors, um, there was, like, a, a neurosurgeon that says that, um, I'm not sure if it's official, but they said that, like, regards to uh um matt stafford you know the way he got hurt he doesn't he doesn't recommend him you know sitting up ever again because like you know depending on that if he gets hit in the same area that can cause like severe nerve I mean, damage he has a that. spinal cord bruise that sounds scary right and the doctor sure said that, you know yeah, he like has to think about yeah, so he he said that he has to think about you know his career, his his family. Um, obviously he'll make a decision probably after the off season. You know, if he wants to continue, maybe he'll get it mm-hmm. repaired. But like you said, spinal injury is anything in the neck, spinal area. I mean, we saw with Tua with the concussion. You saw him be so out. He he ended up a couple of weeks ago later uh, in the beginning of the season. So, uh, but bigger midfield, like you said, up forty eight hours. Um, I would. Week off a uh, short notice, came in and got the W, uh, 16 17. Well, um, Dylan and I said on the big three that when you count out Baker Mayfield, he plays at his best. That's what he based his whole college career on. He walked yeah, I mean, on, Baker, yeah, Baker, he was, I mean, I kind of like seeing Baker Mayfield play that, that, that game because he was throwing some tight window passes. Um, Passes that should have been picked off, but you know, um, he had that game winning touchdown to um, who was the game winning receiver or the receiver? Um, who caught the touchdown? Was it uh, let me see, was it I think it was Van Jefferson, yeah, yeah, it was Van Jefferson. Um, so yeah, that was the Thursday night game. Um, the Sunday night game, um, Chargers and Dolphins. I mean, Chargers kind of upset the Dolphins 23-17. Um, Herbert had um, 367 yards, uh, one touchdown, no interceptions, uh, QB rating of 102. Um, mm-hmm. Tua had 65.3 rating, 145 yards, one TD. Um, the Russian, I mean, attack for Miami was, I mean, it was pretty – 11 carries for 37 yards for Raheem Mostart. Um, so, I mean, uh, Eckler had 45 yards, about 15 carries, three yards for average, one touchdown. I mean, Neither team yeah. really likes throwing the ball. Yeah. So, I, I thought it was a pretty good game. I mean, I, I don't know if it kind of hurt Miami's playoff chances. I mean, obviously, you know – a loss kind of, you know, doesn't yeah. hurt them drastically, but it only really hurt them in terms of winning the AFC East. Uh, I think because right now they're two games behind Buffalo, and I just don't know if they have enough games to make up that uh, gap. But in terms of being a playoff team, they're still they're still in it because they have eight wins, and I think the first team outside the playoffs probably has six wins, so they have a little bit of a cushion there. Schedule. They got, they got a tough. I mean, not really. They got the Bills next week, and then they got um, Green Bay, which they, they should win. And Patriots are going to be a divisional game. It's going to be a good one. And they got the Jets. So, I mean, they got a, you know. Uh, but. I mean, yeah, yeah they definitely they, made it harder on themselves losing 
to the Chargers, but if they can get two out of their next four, they should be fine. I think 10 wins gets you in in the AFC. Um, so I, I gotta talk, talk about my Ravens, man. Um, I knew that was coming, yeah. <laughs> that game, I mean, obviously, we won. Um, 16 to 14, but just the fact that, like, you know, Lamar was actually ruled out. So we knew he wasn't going to play. I know Dobbins came back, though. He had a phenomenal game. Um, he had, uh, that's my app. Just stats real quick. Uh, bear with me real quick. Okay, so Dobbins had, um, 15 carries for 120 yards. His longest was a 44 yard touchdown, or almost a touchdown. So a 44-yard run. Gus Everett had 66 yards off of 13 carries. Um, but the fact that, you know, Lamar was rolled out before the game. Um, so the starter card that was out of the picture. Huntley had a pretty decent game. Then he got hurt. Um, in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. And then he had the Jersey Natives. And, I mean, he's a good quarterback because, like, he actually went to my – my cousin's high school in Jersey, um, Anthony Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played at BC. I know. Um, he had 16 yards or 16 yards. I mean, obviously, he had a low rating because he didn't really play much that game, like the last quarter. Um, it just and then and then Pickett got hurt. Um, That's a win of the game. I think if Pickett finishes that game, the Steelers win. Trubisky, my God. Those interceptions killed Steelers yeah. drive. Raquan Smith had one, Queen had one, and then I think I think Marlon had a pick. Um, no, 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 no. It was Marcus. It was Marcus Williams had a pick. Yeah, yeah. He was the one who had the pick off in the end zone on that pass from Pickett that and, made no sense. I mean, not Pickett, <laughs> but Risky. Yeah, I mean, and um, and the fact that. You know, if Chabisky got hurt, hurt, then their tight their, their tight end, who was a quarterback in college, mm-hmm. would have came in. <laughs> that would have been bad. Well, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, once you get past most teams, second, <laughs> or if you're carrying three quarterbacks, if you get past that, you have to turn to like a wide receiver <laughs> or running back who might have played college a little bit. I mean, might have played quarterback a little bit in college. That's I'm pretty sure the Patriots, their emergency quarterback is Jacoby Myers because he played quarterback at Rutgers. Every team has one of those. Yeah, it's, that game is just like, uh, I mean, yeah, the win's a win. It's a division win. Mm-hmm. Um, Just the fact that, you know, like QBs that are, are the starting QBs that were starting both got hurt. Mm-hmm. Now they're back up. Anthony Brown versus Trubisky. Trubisky, you know, had what, like three or four picks. Um, that's terrible. I mean, Najee Harris was going off, though, um, in the first half. But, I mean, we got the win. Um, now we move on to the next game. We play the um, – uh, who do we play next? Uh, I think we play the either the Browns, I think. Oh, that's a that game got flexed to like I think four thirty or whatever. So, um, let me just double check that. Yeah, the rave. Yep, it's at four thirty. 
Um, I say on Saturday, it's this Saturday coming up, so mm-hmm. it's a Saturday game. And you got the Falcons, Steelers, and Bengals. So, okay, so let's move on to the other games. Um, so, I mean, we're not gonna go through them all. I mean, Bengals, Browns, Bengals beat the Browns twenty-three ten. Cow, now Cowboys. I mean, they almost lost the Texans. I guess the question is: Are the Cowboys overrated? No. In your opinion. I guess it kind of depends on where you rate them. Um, I mean, they ain't about to a, a I mean, one-in-nine team yesterday. I, I mean, I feel like they're second best in the NFC East. That's not outrageous because I, I, mean, yeah. I don't think they're better than Philly. In terms of the grand scheme of the NFC, I'd put them behind Philadelphia. I'd put them behind San Francisco. Um, I've been – I've said several times. I've, I've picked San Francisco as my, like, my second-half team to do really well. The quarterback situation does make me a little bit worried, but that defense, I think, can bottle up Dak Prescott and what he can do with that offense. So I think the Niners are better. Um, if you want to have an argument about Cowboys versus the Vikings, okay. But I think at best, the Cowboys are probably third or fourth best in the NFC, and I think that's – correct rating for them. If you think they're higher than that, then yeah, you would, I would say that they're overrated. But yeah, I still feel the same way after. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, that that game should have been a game that they should have not blown with the water, but at least you know it was close. Um. The Texans game, but yeah, you're right. I mean, they're third in they're third in the conference right now. Um, I think they are either third with Philadelphia at twelve and one, Minnesota at ten and three, and then Dallas at ten and three. San Francisco right on their tails. Um, Giants right behind Niners the Washington. Giants, yeah, you can forget about them. Um. Uh, well, I feel like at times that offense against the Texans looked like really out of sync. Like Prescott, uh, I mean, for the guy that they gave a lot of money to, he didn't really look like that type of quarterback against the Texans. Now, I'll give the Texans credit because I kind of said this to uh, you know Dante when he was doing the play-by-play. The Texans' defense is legit. They have that side of the ball kind of figured out. If the Texans could figure out their quarterback situation, I think the Texans could be a very good team. And hopefully, you know, they may make a commitment to Lovey Smith and let him continue to build whatever he's got going on in Houston. Because I feel like a coaching change could set back what they kind of have been progressing towards this year. But yeah, their quarterback situation is a mess and they have to figure that out. I'm assuming it's going to be Shroud or Bryce Young that ends up going there, and then we'll see. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That game was, was crazy. But I, I actually thought, you know, that the Texans were going to – like, the Texans looked like the better team. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, from what I've seen, too. Yeah, for sure. They just made some mistakes late that allowed the Cowboys to kind of come back in that game. 
So before we go to the um week, is it week fifteen games? No, week sixteen. Week six. Week sixteen. It would be. Wait, wait. Am I tripping? No. Yeah. Right. Week fifteen. <laughs> yeah, no, so this, this so game we're at week is the end of week fourteen. Fourteen. So week fifteen games. Yeah, so before we go into week 15 games, um, I mean, I know your team plays tonight, Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Just give me a recap on your team. They play the four – oh, man, I'm in the wrong week. Um, they play the um the Cardinals. Yeah. Um, New England is a two-and-a-half-point favorite going to that game, tonight's game. So, uh, I mean, is that understandable? Or do you see the Patriots winning that game? What do you see? So, I, I mean, I think for all things considered – the Vikings game on Thanksgiving was a missed opportunity to get another win. So this game against the Cardinals is a must win if the Patriots want to make the playoffs. Um, I think the spread makes sense. The only question would be the Cardinals with Kyler Murray, sometimes scrambling quarterbacks give the Patriots issues, but I don't see that happening tonight because a lot of times the reason that was is because Judon was your major sack getter on one side of the line and the other side was kind of a weaker guy. But Josh Uche has come on late. And now the two of them, I think, will be able to bottle Murray and keep him in the pocket. I want to see what the Patriots' offense looks like. Last game, Mac Jones, you might have remembered, screaming out, the run game isn't working. So I have this weird feeling that tonight we're going to see the Patriots spread the ball out and just let Mac Jones throw it like 35 times. And I want to see what that looks like. I think if they do that, they can beat Arizona. Okay. My only worry is, you know, DeAndre Hopkins being special, but I think the Patriots defense will be ready for him. Okay. Um, That's some good good analysis. So let's go to week 15 preview real quick. Go to our um, locks of the week, game of the week, and then – Upset of the week. Um, if you want to go first, then uh, yeah, let's talk and pull up my. Uh, let's see. So it's our first week of Saturday games. I love when oh, the Saturday games. Oh wow! Games. Yeah, we get a triple header on Thursday on Saturday. Oh shoot! Uh, yeah, so we get a little Colts Vikings one o'clock, Ravens Browns four thirty, Dolphins Bills eight fifteen. I other than Colts Vikings. Only because of the Colts, not bad of a lineup on Saturday. Yeah, not not that bad at all. Even Thursday, Niners Seahawks isn't bad either. Oh, right, them gonna be tuned into that game. Yeah, uh, but I guess upset. I'll go with. I don't see. It's gonna be tough to find an upset this week. I know. I'm oh, looking down the schedule. I mean, okay, so I could see. 
If the, if if the my line is even and you pick like a team, is it an upset? No. Damn. I was, I was like, if, they, if they made the Jets the favorite, I could see the Lions beating the Jets. Yeah, I was gonna say, that was the game I was looking at, but they cut. They have it even, so I, I won't call that one. Damn, they got. Uh, I was gonna they, the got they have like four games that are even. And it's like all the games I would even be looking at. Okay. I, mean, oh. I, used to, I usually go out on a limb on upsets. And for some reason, they've kind of been hitting lately. Oh, you got one? As far as an upset? Oh, man. Yeah, the upset's going to be the toughest one for me to find. <sighs> I'm choosing between Giants over the Commanders. Oh, that's that's that, that's risky though. Um, it or, is. Good. That's the type of game where it could happen. I was, I've always said uh, it with the Giants, their final games. One of the Commanders' games is probably a game that they could win. Yeah, so I was going to take that one or Buccaneers over Bengals. I feel like Tom Brady's going to just. I don't know, man. I, that's not. Never mind. Bengals are going to win that one. I mean, even though they're a three and a half point favorite, though. Yeah, that's yeah, also I mean, roads. That's that'd be like six and a half at home. I, mean, I think there's like serious questions about that Bucks team now, especially after the way they played against the Niners. Oh yeah. I mean, Brady was getting beat up. He's flexing his hand now because he hit it off a helmet. Um, I think he basically came out and said like he's open. He's like he's leaving all options open after the season. I mean, the way this year's gone. I fully expect him to retire, but I know it's a childhood dream of his to play for the 49ers. If Garoppolo leaves, does he give it maybe a year with San Francisco? I could see that. You know what? I'm a Ravens fan. Browns are two and a half point favorite over the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I'm going to have to put the Ravens, man. Um, Isn't... It's another division game. Isn't um, Brown starting that game? Huh? Isn't Anthony Brown going to start that game? I don't know. They didn't, I don't think they announced it yet. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Lamar is not playing. Huntley's probably it, not. Huntley's I think they. I think they picked up Brett Brett Huntley too. I think from. I don't I mean, know. that I don't guy. Know. I mean, he's. I liked him <laughs> at UCLA, but. I think I, th- I think I think they picked them up, but and then well, for yeah, my, they're gonna need a backup because yeah, yeah if Hundley's in concussion protocol. I can't see the way basically NFL teams are treated concussions as you're out for two weeks now, so I can't mm-hmm. see him playing Saturday. He plays very hard. Uh, he's a very smart player. So all those things add up. He's he's a versatile player. You can pass block, you can put him out there on his own. He did a really good job. He's a really good pass rusher. Um, and then I think my lock is going to be the Chiefs over. That's an easy pick. Uh, Chiefs over Texans. I mean that defense though. The Chiefs are a fourteen point favorite. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not picking against the spread. We might have to do that for next season. I like picking against the spread. It makes it a little bit more challenging. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this 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 week is tough. It really is. Because it can go either way. I mean, but I feel like I have comments in my Ravens. It's a division game. I think we're 3-0 in the division. We want to play the Browns. It's Josh Washington's first game in a couple years against us. 
Um, I mean, our defense is looking good. Where Quan Smith is holding up that middle, the middle of the field. Um, I mean, if we can get picks like we did against the Steelers, man. I mean, like we, like I mean, but we had to stop Chubb. I mean, hey, but a win to win, man. The margin of error with the Ravens is so so tiny right now. Yeah. Every game is like it's like a boxing match with the Ravens because defensively, yes, they're they're they have really good pieces. But offensively, they're just so conservative. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It I mean, puts a lot of pressure on that defense. And as I said, yeah. you can throw on the Patriots, on the Ravens secondary, especially Humphrey. Humphrey, oh, yeah, Humphrey, was, getting, yeah, Humphrey was getting beat a couple plays, but he did, you know, kind of hold up his – towards the end of the game, yeah. kind of like, you know, yeah. held it. But you're right. Because he likes, to, he likes to take chances. But him with Marcus Williams back, that's a big thing because he was yeah. hurt. You know, he got a pick. First game back, mm-hmm. um, but definitely, you know, I say we. I put a hold on the Ravens. This hold Lamar out until like the playoffs. Keep him healthy. I mean, even though, even though I would, I would say maybe play him last game against the Bengals because that's a that could be a, a deciding well, factor. I think, I think Harbaugh's worried about not winning that division because I think he knows what that team. If they could get all. Uh, even See, if this was the first that's round, why I think this week is crucial because, like, I think they'll be better off. And I think with the Bengals being the Chiefs, that was a game where the Ravens could have taken advantage of that. Hopefully, the Chiefs beat the Bengals, and the Ravens could have gotten a lead in the division, but it hasn't happened yet. And then when the Ravens lost the Jaguars, that really hurt them. I still think the Bengals win that division, only because with Chase back, Nixon back. I think the Bengals offense might be one of the more dangerous ones around the NFL. But Ravens defense will keep them in every game for sure. Right. I Man, I feel like if you Dobbins had a good game on the on the ground like he did, like a hundred something yards on the ground. I mean, he was not he didn't get hurt. He just had to um um go into a little like to remove some stuff from his knee. Um people thought he was he went down for injury, which he was hurt. Mm-hmm. ACL tear last year, but you know, people thought you know he was hurt again. But he just wanted to recover and they get, get that soft tissue off his knee. And obviously, I mean, that's that still isn't still not like optimistic to be like, yeah. oh, he's going to get the knee cleaned up because that might turn into like an every year type of thing. A lot of times when people have these knee injuries, they you know they have to go in there and clean it up every once in a while. Yeah. So it could could always be a thing with him. Um, I mean, I know just for the picks, since I didn't make mine, uh, I have the Eagles as my lock over the Bears. Um, I okay. Think that's, you know, that's kind of an obvious one. Yeah. My upset. I I still can't find one, but like I said, I usually go out on crazy limbs with it. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Jaguars over the Cowboys. Jaguars over the Cowboys. Yeah. For your for your upset. Yep. Okay. The the Cowboys offense hasn't been too good the past couple weeks, and I think with this Jaguars team, their defense isn't terrible. And Lawrence and St. Jones and those guys seem to be getting better, so I could see the Jaguars knocking off the Cowboys. Okay. 
Well, I think that concludes our, our, our episode. Like any uh, final thoughts um, before we get out of here? Uh, I mean, it was good to see. I guess Caleb Williams won the Heisman. For sure. I, mean, I saw some did story you, before. Did with you the expect whole... him to win that, or do you think you know um, Stan, uh, Stenson Bennett? I did. Yeah, I, I I didn't think Bennett had a shot. I thought the only person who probably would have competed with uh, Williams would have been. Duggan, I mean, yeah, Duggan only because his performance in the Big 12 championship game was like the last thing on people's minds. So I thought that might have gotten him a few votes, but I thought it was Caleb Williams to lose. Um, oh, Philadelphia Eagles going to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Who said that? Facebook user. I know. I don't know what that is. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. That would be Gene Hyden as a Facebook user. I'm just maybe, maybe I was thinking that. Um, but I mean, hey, what happened? Facebook user, thank you for the you know feedback. I wonder. I wish I had knew, knew it a name to the a name, but um, thank you for the contribution. But I don't know. Um, I, I I feel like in playoff time, it's like anything can happen. You know, it, it, like records are zero and zero in the playoffs. So. That's a bold statement, but I mean, I can understand that because there's certain teams that you kind of know in the fa- in the playoff picture that. Oh, what's that name? Jermaine. What's up, Jermaine? Oh, uh, it's just Jermaine Fraser. Uh, that's my friend Jermaine. That's him. But oh, okay. Oh, okay. Appreciate the you know comment. Keep them coming, but. Um, I mean, if I'm looking at legitimate title contenders for the Super Bowl, I feel like you can look at Eagles, Chiefs, Bills. I think Niners outside of their quarterback issue. That might be well, Bengals for me. Outside of that, I would be kind of surprised. And that's even with Miami because, I mean, Tyreek Hill got hurt last night. Have to see what that does to them. Yeah. And when two has gone up against pretty good defenses, he's kind of struggled. So I think that's worrisome a little bit. Yeah, but like, but like you say, you know, big props to Caleb Williams for getting the Heisman. Um, you know, must deserving. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's a good. Ep- this was a good episode. We started off strong with the Brit and Grinder, um, you know. Then again, I mean, if you have, if y'all have any other comments on that, you know, we'll touch base on that next show. Uh, my teacher says she's gonna give me a cupcake because, oh, my, I gotta put this up. My teacher says she's gonna give me a cupcake because she is an Eagle fan. Philadelphia Eagles fan, and she's going to give me a cupcake because they Giants. Okay, so I guess they had a bet of a cupcake over the Eagles and Giants. I guess so. Yeah, Jermaine, that's awesome, brother. That's awesome, man. Pretty bold for the Giants fan to actually go ahead with that wager because there was no shot they were winning that game. Right, right. But um, but yeah, like I said, thank y'all for you know for Key and uh, Coach Dante and um, Jermaine for tuning in, chiming in. That's what we like, you know. Um, it shouldn't be. I mean, it should be just me and Kyle talking, but you know, 
if you if y'all have hot takes y'all want to discuss and you know like i said i put the comment up um, oh, yeah. I had it backwards. Okay, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, she was the Eagles fan. I'm a I Giants fan. Yeah, I said that. Wrong. Lost, I bet to her. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But um, yeah. I mean, it's been a good episode. I mean, you know, I got the holidays coming around the corner. Christmas. Hope everyone is safe. But before we get out of here, um, you know, like we always do, you know, how do people how can people find you? Uh, uh I mean, there's quite a few places. Uh, Tuesday night. You know, with you and Dylan, Victory Podcast on Sports Empire Network. Thursday nights with Gene and Godfrey, seven o'clock pregame pigskin. Um, we have that show that's going to be like next Monday. Oh yeah, the Cheap Seats yeah. Podcast. Oh yeah, that show's going to be <laughs> crazy. Uh, definitely, definitely got to check that one out. Um, I have my own show that I do. Uh, chomping at the bit and like i said i just did an episode with uh tier list maker and i kind of ranked all the nba teams to see who were like the legitimate contenders so you know check out my youtube channel and you know let me know what you think about that episode and then yeah on here with you every friday or monday or whenever we just kind of yeah. yeah yeah i apologize yeah i've been kind of like i was sick last friday so i was it's fine. Didn't it's fine. Yeah. But it's good but content, man. Yes, sir. They get it and they like it. So <laughs> Yup, yup. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that'll wrap it up. Um, just like any any final final thoughts, just anything you want to just tell the fans or tell the supporters. I mean, um uh, I guess something would be support the WNBA. I mean <laughs> I'll just I'll just say it. I feel yeah, like grand uh, things with everything going on. Like this, this talent. It's funny how we're getting how we're getting more you more viewers when we're gonna end. We got we got like four viewers right now, but it's I mean, all right. It um, no, I'm just saying. Uh, just I don't know. Just enjoy this time of the holiday season. Yeah, for sure, for you sure. Know, reach out to people maybe maybe haven't talked to in a while. It's good to just check in, and it'll really help them out because you know. You could be someone. You could you could turn around somebody's day. Oh, so just yeah. you know, spread love and all that. Yeah, Jermaine, I know you, brother. Uh, from from Sharpery, I know you, Jermaine. Jermaine Fraser, man. How you doing? Thanks for uh, listening to the show, man. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, just spreading love, you know, around the holiday season, and don't play into all this division. The divisiveness that goes on in the world. Life's too short for all that, you know. And when you kind of participate in that, you don't know. You could be missing out on getting to know somebody that's really cool. So, yeah. no but love. Right, right. Well, that concludes today's episode. I am your ho- the host, Big, uh, your boy Big J. Um, you know, again, my right hand man, Kyle Edwards. You know. Um, It was a good show, y'all. So uh, have a rest of the day. See you guys later.